week, legal issues were our main highlight, with Rudy Giuliani being sued, Robin Hood being confronted by Congress, and Trump's legal team quitting. You're listening to Politics Politics, and this is the week of 1 This is Politics Schmaltics. Politics always. Hello, everyone. It seems like it's been a long week, at least for me. I've been doing a lot of work. But yes, I have three stories that are ready to go. And yeah, let's begin with the Trump legal team. So the Trump legal team has decided to quit. Um, and it may depend on when you're actually listening to this episode. But as of Saturday, the 30th of, Jan- of January 2021, Uh, The impeachment trial is 10 days away. And so this Trump legal team has decided to quit because Trump really wanted them to argue that the election was fraudulent. You know, it was a fraud. And it's really ironic because one of the main reasons Trump is being impeached is because he was the one who incited these rioters at the Capitol by making these fraudulent election claims. So it's really these claims that Trump has made. And that's the reason they were incited. And he still wants to push them even after everything he's done. And it's just really bad. And so really an argument that Trump should have been trying to push is that it's unconstitutional to impeach a president who's out of office. Um, That's what members of Congress who are Republicans, that's what they've been saying. And it's what Trump should have been pushing his lawyers to say. Um, Let me just clarify, it isn't unconstitutional to actually impeach an official that's out of office. It's happened before to the Secretary of War back in 1876, and the rules haven't changed. So it's just as lawful as it was in 1876 as it is now in 2021. Anyhow, it took Trump a really long time to actually get this group of defendants together. Many people didn't want to defend him. And so now that they've all quit, he it's left him with a lot of work. He's managed to get two new lawyers um, and they aren't very respected and they've defended some horrible people. So Rudy Giuliani has been sued by Dominion Voting Systems for lying. And so from many, many years, and especially in these last couple of months, we've learned that Rudy Giuliani has been an extreme Trump conspiracy theory spreader. He spreads it in his radio show. He spreads them in his speeches, spreads them in press conferences. He even spreads them in his own podcast. Please don't listen to his podcast. It's full of conspiracy theories and mine is way better. All right. And so a lot of the particularly, um, the conspiracy theories that Dominion is focusing on is um, his conspiracy theories about Dominion voting systems. So Dominion was used in the 2020 election. And what Rudy Giuliani has been baselessly claiming is that he said that the last 15 or 10 percent of votes counted were actually fraudulent. They weren't counted in the way that they were written now. And, you know, it was in Biden's favor, essentially. And so he he actually said this before Trump even actually lost the election two days before it was confirmed that Biden was the winner, which is kind of weird. Why would you say that before Trump even lost? And so these claims of election fraud, like I said in the last story, the, these have led 
to the riot at the Capitol. These have led to very violent things. And so um, Dominion said that Giuliani's claims have led to unrepairable damage, um, deep mistrust in their company. It would cost them a fortune, and it has led to many threats to their employees. Now, most lawmakers say that this is a solid case and that this case could win. Giuliani could actually be sued $1.3 billion. That's a lot of money. Um, Giuliani is a lawyer himself. He's Trump's personal lawyer. He also used to be the mayor of New York City. Um, he's very experienced, but in the end, it's the judge's decision. Now, Rudy Giuliani doesn't at all have $1.3 billion, so I'm not sure how he's actually going to pay off that much money or is the median going to lower the amount? I'm not sure how it's going to work out. We'll see. So this last part, it's particularly complicated. It took me a long time to understand. And it's about the game stop stock. Um, this isn't like super duper politically. It's not as political as the other topics, but it involves a lot of politics and it affects the political world in a big way. So I want to talk about it. Um, so it all started with Reddit and Reddit is this sort of platform that allows you to post content and then it gets voted up or down by other members and it also gets discussed about. And so basically there's this group on Reddit and it's called Wall Street Bets. And this group has this sort of mini war on short sellers. And basically a short seller is a person who makes money off of stocks losing value. And so let, let me just give you an example. I'm a short seller and I have a stock that's currently worth $200 and I'm going to sell it to you for $200. And I'm sort of making a bet that this stock will actually manage to lose value and then it will go down. So let's say it drops down <laughs> and it goes from 200 to 10 bucks. That's a big drop, but it's just a rough example. And so I make $190 because the share fell and I sold it to you for $200, but now it's only worth $10. So it's complicated and you may have to like listen to this explanation or look up other explanation multiple times, but this is roughly what a short seller does. And so Wall Street Bets, this group has made a really big pain in the back for the short sellers because they have really betted that this game stock stop would go down. But this Wall Street Bets group, they've made it go up 14,300%, which is crazy. So now the value of the stock, it's risen dramatically. And these short sellers have lost a whole lot of money. And, you know, in, in order to conceal their losses, these short sellers, they buy more GameStop stocks. And then it sort of goes in this circle. Um, it's not an endless circle. It eventually has to end. But now on top of all of this chaos, Robinhood, they banned the buying of the GameStop stock. And they've been under a lot of criticism for their past bannings of stocks. And uh, they faced a lot of backlash from Congress for this decision, sp specifically from AOC and Ted Cruz. Um, they updated it, actually. Uh, th today, and they allowed it that you could buy one stock of GameStop, which isn't too helpful, but I guess it's an improvement. So 
So those were the three main stories of this week, actually. But I kind of want to end on the Johnson and Johnson new vaccine. And so they released this vaccine just this week, and it has very encouraging results. Um, it's not really approved by the FDA yet, but when you look at the results, it may seem it actually could be approved by the FDA, and then we'll have three vaccines out in the market. So it's 100% effective for those who are hospitalized or close to death with COVID-19. It's 85% effective against severe COVID-19. But overall, it's 66% effective. Um, 66% effective, it may seem a bit shabby compared to the 95% that Pfizer slash Biotech and Moderna vaccines have. But both of those vaccines, they require two different shots, and they must be stored in extremely cold temperatures. This vaccine, however, doesn't need the same difficult storage requirements, and it's only one shot, so no waiting. Overall, this is an ideal vaccine for those who have been hospitalized and need a one-time shot so they can recover quickly. Now, this was this week's episode of Politics Politics. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to spread the word. Also, feel free to join our mailing list. All you need to do is send an email to politicspolitics2020 at gmail.com. That's also located on the website. Thank you for listening to Politics Politics. And this was the week of 1-25-2021. You were listening to Politics Politics and see you next week. <laughs>